Well, 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 if it ain't your pal Jim, Jeremy Mountain here with another episode of Blue Mafia. Bills, lovers everywhere united, and lovers of blue cheese. You know what it is, baby. Welcome back. It's week two. We had a rough one. We had a rough one, not as a, not a rough one as Air Ranch. Shout out 12. He'll be back. He'll be back for one last rodeo, and we will hear about it a lot. He's already back in the spotlight. He'll be fine. But we will talk about whether or not the general, Josh Allen, will be fine. We will talk about the Raiders. We will talk about what the Bills are going to need to do to correct themselves. We'll talk about Ken Dorsey. We'll talk perspective. We'll talk perspective we will talk as you know on the back end top five quarterback matchups around the nfl let's get right into it somebody's gonna have to give the jets a little bit of credit we're going to do it here today. Quickly, leading off before we get into the upcoming week and what the Bills need to do to shut the fan base up. Somebody's got to give the Jets credit. Somebody's got to give Robert Salah credit for turning Josh Allen over four times. Someone's got to give Zach Wilson credit for stepping in and taking some licks with nobody behind him on the big stage in front of the biggest Monday night crowd in history watching, streaming all over the world. Zach Wilson did not fail, whereas the general did. We heard a lot about it. Zach Wilson didn't do anything too spectacular, but playing quarterback is not easy and on that stage it's not easy and versus the Bills it's not easy and you heard it here that Brees Hall was going to be a difference maker if he was on that field that means he was ready and boy oh boy was he ready I continuously said how the Jets should just continue giving him the ball I don't really know why they didn't just keep handing it and or tossing it to Brees Hall but somebody's got to give that credit, the Jets credit, and the defense, lastly, was incredible. They had Allen running like a chicken with his head cut off. They were blasting the offensive line. We talked about it here. John Franklin Myers absolutely kicking Spencer Brown out of the club into Josh Allen's face. Had him seeing ghosts, had him running around. Quincy Williams is one of the new Blue Mafia Warriors of the Week. He's going to get the award for this week. We just invented it right here on the fly. You heard it here first. Warrior of the Week, Blue Mafia Edition, Season 3. Season 3, baby! Quincy Williams is your Warrior of the Week. Guy was everywhere. And all the talk of uh, the 12 personnel and on the wheel route 
Quincy Williams right there. James Cook saying throw it a little bit deeper, higher, but honestly, stride for stride, Quincy Williams all over the field. C.J. Mosley once again, certified, certified savage. Uh, they had his number. They've got Allen's number, and until Allen proves that they don't, they have him around their finger. But got to give it credit. Got to give credit when it's due. And I thought the Jets deserve a lot more credit than what was cast down on the Bills. Secondly, moving on to the quarterback. I said last week in the opening episode, I had a little sense of trust issue with this team and I had said I just hope that the chip on the shoulder isn't the quarterback and the wide receiver against each other there seems to be a different chemistry dichotomy between the two where Stefan Diggs has no problems right now he has all the leadership in the world he feels good about himself he's saying all the right things despite Maddie Glab's PR spin Nightmare. We're not going to talk about that. I still think that that is a potential inside job covering up for the racist alleged remarks from the owner. But that's neither here nor there. We're not going to talk about that either. Wouldn't surprise me. But next, Allen trust issues. He's got some trust issues and... There may be some remnant of the off-season drama with Allen, but the bottom line is if he needs to get mental help, we go get mental help because it's not, it's not a big deal to be depressed in Buffalo. Somebody needs to tell Josh Allen to grow up like uh, Dan Orlovsky said, but somebody also needs to help Josh Allen be not caught in a bubble within Western New York because in all reality whatever happened with his girlfriend she's not here anymore and somebody needs to be there for him understand that he is not alone in this city he's a kid he's still a kid despite the fact that he's a veteran he needs some mental help right now and it's not all football related you can tell and the body language says that he needs people around him to lift him up he even got super super giddy in an interview I saw recently where he was like I like that I like when they lift me up but he needs to trust himself he needs to trust his teammates and ultimately the trust issues have presented themselves but I think that he can certainly get out of it. I think that he certainly will get out of it. And football is one big thing that's going to help him get out of it. The season has begun. It started off on the wrong foot, but I still think that Allen will take charge and lead like he can. And one way to distract yourself from being depressed is leading and serving others. And he has one of the best jobs in the entire world to be able to do that for his teammates, for fans, for kids, everyone. So he needs to just re-embrace being a leader and have fun. I mean, he's got the most fun job on the planet and he needs to be a little bit grateful for the opportunity that he has. But football-wise, I didn't think it was that bad. 
I think some of the picks were rusty. I think some of the picks were stupid, and I think he ran around a little bit too much. I thought he was a little bit scared. I thought that the Jets, once again, to give them credit, pounded him. I think that he took one of the worst physical poundings that he has taken since he got in the league, and one of them was on the one up the middle where they stunted. They brought a guy back around. The seas parted. He thought he was going to run, and he got absolutely toasted. So... The one way you learn is by getting toasted like he did several times versus the Jets. So I think he does learn from it. Lastly, one thing that I notice is the going to the bench alone, pouting like a little kid. That's where I think Orlovsky's right. He does need to grow up. He does need to get up, lead, talk, communicate, stop pouting. You're a man now. Communicate with the O-line. Communicate with wide receivers. The guys shouldn't need to be coming over and licking your wounds for you. You are the leader. You are the face of the franchise. Just get up, swallow it, move on, on to the next play. And I'd like to see some work with some more work. And this is obviously we can only see what we see on the camera. I do love being in person so you can witness all this stuff on the sideline firsthand. Give me a give me a field pass, baby. I, I got you. I'll report the, the news. But I'd like to see him working with Joe Brady more. I'd like to see him looking at the tablet more. I'd like to see him talking on the phone more. If things aren't going right, use your brain, Josh. Use your brain a little bit more than use your body. Moving on, number three. Ken Dorsey. I thought Ken Dorsey coached an okay game. I'll give him about a B minus. Um, I thought there was a little bit too much James Cook. Um, I like the usage, like all the ways they used him. I just thought it was a little too much. 12 personnel I heard on Buffalo Plus. Shout out. Love those guys. Definitely one of the only local pods I listen to. They said, Dan Fates said that the Bills ran more 12 personnel than any team in the league last week. And I don't mind it, but I'll just take more Dawson or more Dalton Kincaid and less Dawson Knox until Dawson Knox proves to me that he's a big time player. We have now, I think, a big time player. And I think Dorsey needs to use him more. I think Dorsey needs to help Josh Allen understand the middle of the field more. I think that they need to use underneath routes, short cut check down routes across the middle. We saw Beasley do it. Understanding now that we're running more 12 personnel, I get it. But I need to see more Sherfield. I need to see more Shakir. I think both of those guys... The Schalt Shakers, Shakir and Sherfield, need to be on the field more. And I think that those are the types of players that Josh Allen plays well with. They're gritty. They fight. They do well in scramble drill. They at least attempt to get a little bit of yak, which apparently no one on the Bills other than Dalton Kincaid can achieve. But ultimately, more power on offense if we're running all this 12 personnel, they need to be able to block it. And it's one thing to have the identity in terms of packages and schemes and personnels. But if the freaking 
five pigs up front aren't going to be making noise and pushing the pile. It's all BS. It's all smokes. It's all it's no daggers. All smokes, no daggers. But if the O-line can mature a little bit, then I think we're going to be moving and grooving because I like everything that I see. I did not like the offensive line's effort. I thought they were slapped around, and I thought they were physically bitched. And hopefully they learn from the tape and pick it up a little bit. A little bit more across the middle in the pass game and a little bit more power, a little bit less predictability on first down. I get the scripting, but maybe some chunks on first down, a little bit more gas pedal on first, and then we can pick it up on the run game after we do what we do like we have for five years with explosive pass plays. Then let's establish Josh, then get into the run game. We don't need to make him get cold and then have him have to be Josh. Just let's do what we did for five years and then establish the run game. Moving on, number four, Raiders. Jimmy G is back in the saddle with another team in another town. And he looked all right last week. Truth be told, he looked all right, and he had a huge run to seal it. He was a little bit banged up, but I think he's a little bit banged up every single time he plays. But they're down Kendrick Bourne, or, or uh, yeah, I think it is Kendrick Bourne, but they're down a receiver. Obviously, they still have Devontae Adams. They obviously still have Hunter Renfro, and they do have the rookie from Notre Dame, Michael Mayer, tight end freak, a guy that many thought the Bills might take, and they have the veteran Austin Hooper. So offensively, with Josh Jacobs, we're going to once again see what the defense can do against a power run game. And so far, not so good. I thought that Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer, unfortunately, looked old and stiff. Maybe it was just a little bit of rust, but Tremaine Edmonds is not here anymore, and they need to understand that, that there's going to be different angles of pursuit without him being on, on the field. I never thought that Edmonds was much of a banger, but he obviously chased people around and gave different angles of pursuit, both attacking and chasing. And I thought in the preseason and in game one, Poyer and Hyde looked like liabilities and I'll be completely honest I know DeMar Hamlin is coming off a season where he died but I thought I watched him very closely in preseason and I thought that he was one of the most physical players on the Bills defense in run fit coming up from the safety position and I think they need him so between him and Tyler Rapp, I think both of those guys should see the field more. We'll see if Hamlin, I don't know if he's going to get dressed this this week. Home opener, got to think that he might. But I've, I'll be honest, I'd like to see Hamlin in there in at safety in run fit. And you're going to hear me say it until I see it. I need to see Dorian Williams on the field. I need to see it. Uh, we've got packages where the Jets are running three tight ends overloaded and we've got five four five defensive backs in come on what are we doing we're playing Zach Wilson and we're going to scheme this with 
with three or four down linemen and five defensive backs. I need to see Dorian Williams on the field. I think he'll be on there soon. Number five, the Hellhounds to watch for. Don't be scared. Be prepared with the Hellhounds of this week, the Las Vegas Raiders. Not a whole lot to be afraid of, but enough to be afraid of on this Raiders defense. Every level, I've got a werewolf here at the back end. Marcus Peters, longtime Raven, big hitter, the Lama. He's a certified savage. He will. He is another one of these guys, these guys that play very well against Allen. So Peters is back on a different team, longtime Raven, but keep your eyes peeled on him. And then at the middle level at linebacker, former safety, I believe, one of the scariest hellhound names that we may have this year. Hellhounds. Divine Diablo. He, I believe he was a safety at Virginia Tech, but he's a certified savage. Got to keep your eyes peeled for him. Be a little scared of him. He'll make a play or two for sure. And then on the front line, I don't know what Spencer Brown in the right side of the offensive line or Deion Dawkins is going to do against Max Triple X Crosby. Guy used to get down, used to party, got depressed, quit, made the most of it. Now he's a leader. Love him. Certified savage and a hellhound to keep your eyes peeled for. But if you pray, if you if you say your prayers and you're prepared, you won't be scared. Let's get it over to the implications on the other side. Let's go. Welcome back. It's the implications. It's the implications. Top five quarterback matchups around the NFL. And at the end, we'll give you the play of the week. Number one. Quickly checking in. We were two and five on the parlay last week. But we were four out of five on good games. So, understand. The bottom line is the top five matchups with implications that you should keep an eye on and also that I believe are going to be good games and also that I think have playoff implications and then we do the parlay where I'm going to just pick them and we got a parlay I don't even know what the odds are but I put it in every week I put a spot on it if you want to join me let's ride or die baby number one Lamar at Burrow, both disappointing last week. Burrow got a pass, got a calf. Yeah, no big deal. He's the biggest paycheck in the history of sports, in the history of our sport. But, you know, I just got to be better out there. I can't stand Burrow. Lamar, get a quarterback face mask, please. Lamar Jackson has made little kids wear the face mask 
with the bars on the sides, which is a newer model, not the original Eric Dickerson, which I did wear as a quarterback in eighth and ninth grade, but grow up. They block your vision. They block your peripheral. Kids out there, if you're a quarterback, don't have bars on the sides. Moving on. We'll keep our eye on that one. But I'm disappointed in both those guys. They both got paid. You'd like to see them play a little bit better. Big AFC North matchup there. Number two, Patty at Trev. I have Pat Mahomes in the one fantasy league, the OG league. I've got big wide receiver problems in the fantasy league. We'll talk about that next week. I don't even want to talk about it. Patty Mahomes had a tough week last week without Travis Kelsey, but Kelsey's back out there. He's apparently dating Taylor Swift, so he might have uh, some voodoo witchcraft going on with the knee, but did see him do a little fake fake twist of the knee and then he started twerking so he's got to be fine with Mahomes back or with Kelsey back Mahomes should be just fine and they've got to have a little bit of a bone to pick with the Jaguars after the Jaguars almost took him out of the playoffs last year Trevor looks good Calvin Ridley looks good Travis Etienne looks really really good so keep your eye on that that'll be a good one Number three, Purdy at Stafford. Purdy came back last week. No signs of trouble. Looking very, very confident. Looking almost cocky. And I'm kind of not liking it. Purdy was a pretty uh, humble guy at Iowa State playing with Brees Hall and Muhammad Ibrahim. Underrated back. But... Purdy was never that sexy of a player. And obviously in this offense, he's mastered it. He's playing well, but he doesn't throw the ball past like 15 yards. And we only saw him get hit once and he broke his chicken wing. So I'm not sold on Purdy lasting the year exactly. And if he goes down, then they have Sam Darnold and definitely not sold on him. Taking on Matty Stafford, who's down his boy, his worship his football worship friend. I have Cooper Cup in fantasy. Not good. So I picked up Puka Nakua. Didn't play him. Played Drake London, who had a zero. Christian Watson was hurt. <sighs> fantasy football, man. Love it. We're going to compete. But... Puka Nakua picked him up. He's hurt now. He had about 15 targets. Tutu Atwell had about 37 targets. Both of those guys played incredibly well, though. And the Rams look good. They look good again. And it seems like as long as Stafford can walk around and play quarterback, they're going to be fine. Hopefully, Puka Nakua can play again. Number four, this may surprise you. I've got Zach Wilson at Dak Prescott. And... I said on the first segment, Zach Wilson deserves credit. His stats weren't that sexy, but man, did he take some pops. He took some licks, and he still got the job done. He still won the game for his team, and he didn't lose it, which is all Josh Allen had to do was not lose it. And that's what Zach Wilson did. Now, he is going to be in for it this week. I would love to know who the Jets' backup is. Maybe it's Kurt Benkert, who's like A-Rod's best buddy, but... Let's see what his uh, Zachy boys got. Maybe he shows out. Maybe he starts to play well. 
if he can get into rhythm and with Air Rods in his ear talking to him, he probably won't be in attendance, I'm sure, for a while, but he's got to have called him if they're as good of friends as they say they are. And then we'll see about Dak because the 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 Cowboys' offense was incredible. Or I'm sorry, defense was incredible last week against the Giants. Obviously, just terrorizing Danny Dimes and Brian Dable. But nobody's perfect. And the Jets are going to be tough. We'll see how good that defense is. I have a feeling they're very good. Jets defense that is so we'll see how Dak does against a good defense and then number five this one may surprise you also but I've got Tua at Mac big Bama showdown Mac playing two Bama teammates back to back he had a decent showing in the rain last week we'll see what the weather's like for the Patriots at home again maybe they get a redo I'm not exactly sold on the Patriots being bad yet. I watched a little bit more of that game than I planned on because I thought their defense, obviously, with Belichick looked tough. And I thought that Mac, he's still Mac, but he's a pro quarterback. He's not terrible. Tua, what can you say? As long as he doesn't get the Tua fingers again. He can really play football. They've always they've always said it, and he's doing it. He's doing it his way. He's got some incredible weaponry, but gotta be happy for Tua. If nothing else, it's a good next chapter in his story. So let's pick him so we can get you out of here, and I can let the cats out so they stop being annoying. Lamar at Burrow. It's in Cincy. Burrow's got some real question marks here. Lamar and the Ravens are tough, but they lose the running back. I don't think I don't think Burrow is going to drop two in a row. I just don't. And if they do, look out. Patty at Trev. I don't think I can bet against Pat Mahomes twice in a row, but these are all tough. Purdy at Stafford. I'm going 49ers, but once again, Look out if the Rams win that one. Zach at Dak. I can't see the Jets winning that in Jerry's world. Just think it's going to be too much. But we're going to keep our eye on Zach, see how he does. And then Tua at Mac. Does Belichick take out the young Mike McDaniel? I think I'm going to go Patriots here. Yeah. I'm doing it. That's Burrow, Patty, Purdy, Dak, and Matt. Your Blue Mafia Purdy of the week. I appreciate you guys listening. Remember to subscribe. Remember to like. Remember to tell someone. Do all good things. Do good boys and girls for the Bills game. Go to work Monday. If you go to the game, take it easy. Go to work. Go, Bills. Love you.